Hi everyone, welcome to the De-Risk Podcast, Episode 5, Business Risks in Times of COVID. In this week's episode, I interview Rohit Roopchand about navigating COVID risks in the F&B industry. We hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to the De-Risk Podcast. I'm really excited to have Rohit Roopchand as my guest today. Rohit has developed an unparalleled love for food and experience after having lived and worked in various parts of the world. His love for quality food combined with the aesthetics and atmosphere of places and services has resulted in a passionate quest to dive into the F&B industry. He's the CEO of the Dandy Collection, which includes F&B brands in Singapore that I'm sure many of our listeners have dined at, and this includes restaurants like Neon Pigeon, Fat Prince, and Summerlong. And he's also one of the owners and creators of The Pontiac, a bar in Hong Kong, which is currently one of Asia's 50 best bars. So congratulations on that, Rohit, and thank you for joining me today. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. We're taking a bit of a shift from the last few de-risk episodes, which were on cyber incidents and data breaches. And we're going to talk some about something much more close to everyone right now, and that's COVID-19. And I want to discuss with you, Rohit, on what you see are the new risks in times of COVID as a business owner. And particularly in Singapore, you know, we had the circuit breaker period and we were all basically on lockdown for two months and we're still not yet quite back to business as usual. So maybe the first question for you is what was it like for you when the government suddenly implemented new laws and regulations and, and then you just had to suddenly make decisions for the sustainability of your businesses? Yeah, like that's such a great question and so relevant, right? Um, you know, I think the the easiest way to put it is um, it, is it was tough. Um, you know, our business is so based on human interaction, interaction with people, that when the government introduced the circuit breaker measures, where dining was essentially off the table, and we had to pivot to a delivery model. It just made for a very tough business environment. Um, lots of uncertainty on whether our product was going to be able to travel well. Lots of uncertainty around what that would look like in terms of revenue for our business. Um, and most most important, or, or the biggest part of it, was um, you know from a staff perspective how our staff were going to um, deal with this new environment and how we were going to be able to support them through this time. Um, so you know all of it was really tough. Fortunately, living in Singapore and, and having a government as invested in, um, you know, uh, the people in, uh, of Singapore, uh, they really came to the table. Um, you know, the government came, came to the table to support our staff with the job support scheme. Um, and then that was followed up with uh, tax rebates to property owners that were then mandated to be passed down to um, tenants occupying the spaces. So we got a lot of assistance from the government and, you know, that enabled us to, uh, to have our business continue through that tough COVID period. Right. And, you know, you, you mentioned something about you weren't sure whether the food would travel well when you had to switch to a delivery model. Did that mean, um, quite a few different trial and errors on, on your part for um, like different menus, uh, different packaging, like how was it to, to implement all of a sudden a delivery model? Yeah, like we, uh, 
we went to the extent of cooking every item on our menu and uh, putting it into takeaway packaging and having it sit on a counter for an hour in the venue itself. Um, and then we would try it to make sure that, you know, after an hour of sitting or quote unquote traveling, that the food experience was still a good food experience and that people weren't having to compromise the quality that they know that, or have come to know that our, our venues deliver. Um, and that was really important for us. Um, you know, I think what we do realize is some products or what we did realize was some products travel better than others and others just don't. And we had to make the call to take those off our menu and, you know, not put them on, uh, on our del delivery offering. Right. And I guess, um, customer, yeah, was, was customer feedback a big part of, um, this whole learning experience for you? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, invaluable, um, customer feedback ranged from, you know, extremely positive to scathing, angry, upset, negative, um, you know, and, and we, we, we had to make sure we took all of that into stride and whether it was, um, you know, meals that we had to re-deliver and, um, you know, take one on the chin, we, we did it. And, you know, uh, in order for our business to survive and our business to uh, thrive during this time, we, we had to take those steps and measures um, which were essential to our, uh, to our success. And taking these steps during those times, um, were those like very quick um, reactions that you had to do? Like, okay, so one dish doesn't work. Okay, we, is that stri straight away trying out a new, um, a new item instead on the menu or getting a new box? Like, um, was there a lot of quick thinking and being quick on your feet the whole circuit breaker period? Yeah, I think that that was something that, um, you know, was really important during the circuit breaker period, as well as, you know, the environment we're in now, um, you know, for businesses to survive being nimble and adaptable to what we're kind of finding out as a new normal or to restrictions or, you know, different phases of the circuit breaker. Um, you know, we really need to make sure as a business, we are nimble and able to react and pivot um, and change things up within 24 hours, if not sooner. Um, so all of what we did, all of the feedback we received, all the data we gathered, we made sure that we could take that and really turn it around um, for the better in a very, very short period of time. Right. And we're finding that even today, you know, it's like we're now in phase two, um, that could go back to phase one, that could go to phase three, we don't know. So what we're making sure that we do is staying nimble, we're staying prepared um, to just make sure that whatever that next phase might be, we're ready for it um, mm. from the business perspective. Do you worry that because you have to be nimble and quick and agile that um, as a result of that, um, you know, there might be new risks coming out or, okay, I've accidentally done something wrong because we had to be a bit too quick and then there's like negative ramifications. Do you worry about these things of having to really be thinking quickly on your feet? Uh, yes and no. You know, I think what, what our decisions are, uh, uh, based on what the environment is, uh, given what the environment is, um, the risk of not reacting and not doing things quickly are 
uh, far greater than doing things quickly and, and possibly getting them wrong. Um, you know, the, the last thing we'd want to do is not make decisions to um, pivot or change uh, course and find ourselves doing what we know and you know what we what we're what we're kind of stuck in our ways on um which as we've seen over time isn't the way forward and isn't the way to to you know uh, adapt through to these times so um while it does pose some risks uh the risks of not doing anything are far greater than um those of of making these decisions even though they are quick and and on the fly if you say right so now that we're all trying to navigate life in phase two or in this COVID world, what keeps you up at night as a business owner, um, <laughs> as, we, as we are trying to navigate this new norm? Uh, what doesn't keep me up at night might be the better question. Um, but the big, the big things that do um, are the trends that we're seeing globally. Um, you know, the, the virus popping up in countries and places where cases have been down to zero and that resulting in another lockdown. So, you know, um, a breakout of the virus, if you will, um, that resulting in another lockdown or another uh, a circuit breaker in Singapore's case, um, which then sets us back from a, a business perspective, as well as, you know, from a, a continuity perspective of, you know, coming out of that phase as well. Um, safety and, and uh, security of our staff and our guests. Um, you know, if the virus does start to pick up traction, um, being on the front lines, whether it is in dine-in, in an environment where dine-in is permitted or even where delivery is permitted, is are our staff safe and our guests safe, given that it does involve human interaction? Um, and then, you know, long-term, uh, what what our runway is and and how much uh, uh, cash in the bank we have to make sure our business can sustain a downturn um, or a lockdown or a circuit breaker um, to come out and 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 make sure we're still around on the other side of it. Yeah, those are pretty big things that are probably up <laughs> at night. I can imagine. And are there any things that you're doing in particular to prevent? these sort of risks happening? Like, is there anything in your power you think that you're able to manage? Like, we can be as safe as we can, right? Um, you know, it starts with us and it starts with us making sure that our business is, is in compliance with the safety measures and precautions that the government has, has laid out and the Ministry of Health in Singapore has laid out for us, um, you know, and making sure that we've got a safe business practice, not only for our staff, but for our guests as well. Um, you know, so that's first and foremost. Um, the second thing that we're making sure that we're doing is, um, you know, that we've got a, a, a plan in place should we go into a circuit break or a lockdown you know, um, as we talked about at the beginning of this chat, um, the delivery model, you know, with the experience that we have, we're able to now put together an offering that's a little bit more, um, I would say, robust and, and travels better and something that people would hopefully um, want to, to, to order if we do go back into a, a delivery only model. Um, and the last thing is, you know, kind of making sure that our cash reserves are uh, 
are as uh, as big as possible. Um, you know, we, we just need to make sure that we're being as frugal as we can even now while things are back to normal. Um, we just don't have the liberty to go out and, you know, make the expenses and, you know, whether it's a replacement of, you know, tables and chairs, you know, those things can wait um, until things are really back to normal, until things are at a place where the risk of going back into uh, uh, another circuit breaker or another lockdown and been mitigated or there's a virus, uh, sorry, or there's a vaccine out there to, to cure the virus. Um, so, you know, frugality is key at this point in time as well. Yeah, for sure. So would you say you've learned something about yourself, your leadership skills, your business management skills in the last few months? That has <laughs> Has COVID really tested you in, in anything, and that you've you've really come out? Well, obviously we're still in it, but um, you know, three months down the line, like you feel like, oh, you know, I've learned something about how to manage my business in a better way, in a more, I don't know, um, proactive manner or something. Yeah, I think it's you know, plan for the worst, hope for the best. I'm generally an optimistic person, so it's hard for me to plan for the worst. And you know, had we not started planning for the worst in March, we would have been in a very tough position and not been able to, you know, pivot and, and make the moves that we needed to make for our business quick enough or in time. Um, you know, the circuit breaker was on us pretty quickly. Um, not that we were expecting it, but, you know, we started looking and planning for it ahead um, it was tough to do because it involves some really tough decisions that impacted everyone in our organization. Um, hard conversations, um, as well as, you know, just unpopular decisions. Um, but we needed to make them, we needed to do the, the early planning. We needed to make sure we got out ahead of the curve a little bit, even though it was with a very grim outlook, um, you know, and, and, we were uh, we were a lot better suited for doing that. Um, like I said, very against my nature and very against what I'd like to do in general. But uh, you know, big learning for me was um, had we not done it, we would have been in a lot harder, a tougher situation. And you know, coming out of it now, I think my philosophy has changed quite a bit. Where you know, planning for the worst, even though it isn't the best outlook, um, is a good way to approach things so that you know uh, hopefully everything outside of that is is positive and, and good mm, sure and has the restaurant community in singapore come together like rallied together and helped each other out have you seen any signs of like community in, in these times yeah the community here is really strong um so very early on before uh before we went into circuit breaker there was a group chat called uh, Singapore Rescue that was uh, started with all owners of restaurants and bars in Singapore. And that chat is still active till today. Um, it covers topics on, you know, people needing help with what the government uh, uh, regulations are, people needing help with um, applications for government assistance, as well as just general questions on you know how the business is going how people's businesses are going and you know what the what the environment in terms of uh, um, people going out is 
um, you know, big topics of conversation are how we can have a more unified business, whether it's in discussions with, you know, landlords, um, a more unified business, whether it's in discussions with our guests, you know, uh, a big problem in Singapore is no shows and, and last minute cancellations without letting restaurants know. Um, you know, with reduced seating capacities, table distancing, that could really hurt a business. So, you know, there's a lot of unity around that and a lot of people coming together to really kind of share and band together. And we're very fortunate, again, that the, the community here is tight-knit and everyone's willing to share and contribute um, whatever they can um, for the benefit of everyone in the industry. That's really encouraging to hear that, that, you know, the community has come together and are helping each other out. Um, obviously, you are, I mean, I guess people in that chat group, some of them are your competitors, like for yeah. other restaurants too, but the fact that everyone's rallying together, I think is amazing. Yeah, again, very fortunate and it doesn't happen everywhere because like you said, right, it's like we're all in competition with one another. But I think there's definitely a big consensus now that, you know, as an industry, now more than ever, we really need to come together. There are bigger issues than each of our individual businesses that you know need to be addressed, and we can't do that on our own. So we need the support of everyone, um, and uh, it's really nice to see that happen. Cool. Well, thanks, Rohit, for sharing. This was really, really interesting to hear your experience through the last few months, having to deal with um, things on the fly. Um, and it looks like, you know, you are starting to become a planner and, you know, plan for the worst that in case, like, <laughs> fingers crossed, things don't go backwards. Um, but, you know, I guess, I guess that's important because we don't know what is going to happen. Um, it's a big risk. This whole virus is, is massive and, and we, we just don't know how, how things are going to pan out. Um, but it sounds like you managed to weather the circuit breaker well. You've learned things, you, you were prepared, you tested out. I like what you said about leaving the food out for an hour and actually testing. I think that's great. So you, you got to put yourselves in your customer's shoes to, to really feel what it's like to eat something that's been sitting around for an hour. <laughs> so, I mean, it looks like you're pretty well set up. If, if fingers crossed it doesn't happen, um, you know, things go backwards. So thank you so much. Highly, highly interesting. Um, I wish you all the best of luck and um, that things open up. And, and personally for me, that the restaurant scene goes <laughs> back to normal. Um, would, would be nice, right? It would be nice to have some sense of normalcy with that. But, you know, we can't complain um, in comparison to what's going on in other parts of the world. You know, you look at Hong Kong and they never had a lockdown and now they're, now they're sitting in one. So. Uh, you know, in comparison, we're in a really good spot here in Singapore and fingers crossed it all continues and, you know, we, we don't we don't have to look back. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Cool. Thanks very much, Ruth. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll speak to you next time on the next episode of G-Risk.